Welcome to Tea Time with Mary. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm a former bikini fitness model turned self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hello, friends. How are you? I am so happy to be back in your ears. That sounds kind of odd, but whatever. I'm running with it. I'm so glad you're listening to the show again, or welcome if you're new. Now, I always feel guilty saying this, and I always forget to say it because, I don't know, I have like a weird mental block around this, but starting right the hell now, I am getting serious about this podcast for a couple different reasons, which I'll go into later, but please, 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 if you like this show... I hate asking, but I need to ask because there's no other way to grow. Could you please help me out by making sure you're subscribed to the show? So either press subscribe on iTunes or press follow on Spotify. And if you are listening on iTunes, there's a spot on the podcast to leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts, what you think of the show. Um, And if it's not too much to ask, share it with a friend or share it on your Instagram stories. That totally makes my day. And the reason also why I'm asking is because Today, I had my first therapy appointment on BetterHelp. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's basically an online therapy platform that I'm trying out. I'll I'll give you an update later about how I like it. But I was talking with my therapist today about how I just really want another platform that is less focused on image. I can't believe I just came out and said that because I just feel like I've built so much of my Instagram, especially around my body's image and my whole platform, like everything that I'm about is actually promoting the idea that your body is not an image, it's an experience, right? So the more we tap into our body experience and the more we start feeling in our bodies, as opposed to looking at our bodies, the more satisfied we will become with our bodies because we'll realize that our body is just this vessel that lets us experience our life. That's all it is. There is nothing image about it, and we've only made it such an image since social media and pictures and mirrors and all of the, especially social media. I think that's what has made it the most image-driven. But anyways, it's really been like weighing heavy on me how much, like even though I've reframed, this is what my therapist said. She said, even though you've reframed the conversation around your body, from back in your fitness days, like, you know, before my fitness days, I was like a fitness model and I was sponsored and I was doing a lot of social media, but it was all fitness stuff. And now like my platform is very body positive and I show a lot of my body and I'm totally comfortable showing my body, but I don't want it to be all about that. Do you know what I mean? So my therapist said, you know, the the conversation around your body has changed, but it's still about your body. So I was like, ah, fuck that hit me. (laughs) So anyways, If you want to help me help you, um, please help this show out because this is honestly going to be the next thing for me by subscribing and leaving a review and sharing it with your friends. Okay. Took me three minutes to say all of that. I greatly appreciate your patience. Today's podcast episode is actually going to be about something totally different, something I've never talked about before um, so publicly, but I asked you guys what you want me to talk about on the show and somebody said starting an online business. And I thought that was really interesting because of this time that we're in, online businesses are becoming more important than ever. Everybody, existing businesses are moving online because they have no other option. And then people who have already built their businesses online are doing okay. You know, we're actually seeing a lot of growth. And by we, 
I do consider myself an online business. I was also talking with a girlfriend today and I was telling her how what I've built is kind of this weird combination between small business owner and freelancer and influencer and podcaster and retreat host. And I'm in all these different roles, if you know what I mean. So I'm kind of like living all these lives. And sometimes it gets a little overwhelming because sometimes I'm like, who am I? You know, like, am I a good business owner? If I'm going to be a business owner, do I want to spend so much time on social media? And then the other part of me is like, no, but I love social media and connecting with my audience and doing influencer stuff. And then the other part of me is like, I just want to host retreats all the time. I don't want to care about anything else but that. And I just like, you know, do all these different things. And then the freelancer side of me is like, okay, I just want to do all these creative projects and do contract work and just take it one project at a time. So I'm not committed to anything. So anyways, what I'm telling you is that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes of how I've monetized what I've built. And the reason why I haven't talked about it yet is because I don't want you to ever think that I made this just so I can make money off of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't talk about body image because I want to make money off of that. If I really wanted to make money, I would do something much more lucrative, first of all, um, and a lot less difficult. And most of my work is honestly free, you know? Um, But I do want to talk about today the stuff I do monetize, how I do it, and how I've been able to build an online business that has been able to feed my family or I guess myself because I don't have that much of a family, but I'm also saving for a house and all this stuff. The first thing I want to tell you is regarding the money guilt situation. I hosted an online retreat about two weeks ago, and I was telling um, the girls who attended the virtual retreat that I have a lot of money guilt. And all this money guilt is conversations in my head like, you don't deserve to make this much money, or you don't deserve to make more than this much money, or you shouldn't be spending money on yourself, or I can't believe that you're not making enough money. Do you know what I mean? So I keep having these like money conversations where I'm feeling guilty about making money, and then I don't want to talk about it because I don't want other people to think ill of me because unfortunately, money is a very loaded topic of conversation. And I get a lot of hate on social media from people being like, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing an ad. I can't believe you're paid for this. And at first, you know, it got to me because I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing ads. Maybe I should be doing everything for free. And maybe this should just be a hobby instead of a business or whatever. But then I read one thing from a man named Brendan Burchard. If you guys don't know him, he's like a guy in the personal growth space and he's really great. But one thing that he says is that if you don't make the money, you can't sustain the message. And that really lands with me because if you're not compensated for your services, if you're feeling depleted and exhausted and you're constantly creating stuff for other people without being without getting that energy back to you because money is just energy, right? So it's like I spend time creating stuff on Instagram, making this podcast and creating online programs and online retreats and retreats and books and all this stuff, right? So I spend time, energy, and money in perspective. I just ordered some new podcast equipment and I spent over $400 on just like three things. Like this stuff gets expensive and it's time consuming and it's a lot of energy. And 
there's no reason why I or you shouldn't be compensated for the work that you do. Because if you don't make the money, you can't keep doing what you do. It's just, it's going to be like a black hole where you're constantly doing stuff for somebody else and never getting anything in return. For a lot of you, that is going to be a very, very familiar story. Um, this shows up. And so what I'm a firm believer in how you do small things is how you do all things. So if you think that you're not worthy of money, you're probably thinking that you're not worthy of love, that you're not worthy of support, that you're not worthy of affection, that you're not worthy of confidence, that you're not worthy of self-love, that you're not worthy of appreciation. The money conversation is just a self-worth conversation manifesting in a different way. So I first want to nip that in the butt really quick that we need to be supporting female entrepreneurs no matter how they're making their money. As long as they are in integrity and doing good things for the world, not harming anybody, then I don't care if you're stripping on camera or if you're doing ads on social media or if you have freelance work or whatever it is that you're doing that is unconventional. We need to be supporting, especially women in the space doing that, because for our whole lives, women have been told that we can't do those things, that we have to stay at home. Okay, well, now you can work, but you can only work a nine to five as long as you come home early enough to cook dinner and feed your family and pick up the kids and put the kids to bed and do all these things for other people, right? Nobody supports female entrepreneurs as much as they support male entrepreneurs. And that's just the... Ah, I'm tripping over my words. <laughs> that's just the fact of the matter. There's a lot of statistics you can read up on this. Um, this is why I love people like Sofia Amoruso from Girl Boss because she's very committed to helping female entrepreneurs succeed. And I just want to invite you to explore that within yourself. How do you feel about women making money? I think that your first thought is probably something like, hell yeah, I think women should make all the money. And I'm really glad that you're thinking that because I think the same thing. Now, I want you to tap into yourself really deeply and honestly ask yourself, how do you feel about you making money? And hopefully your answer to that is like, well, I want to make a lot of money. What's wrong with making a lot of money, right? But now I want you to think about what do you think is making a lot of money? Like, give me a number. What's that number in your head that you're like, okay, once I've made this amount of money, then I can consider that a lot of money. What is that number for you? Say for you, that number is $50,000. Okay, I'm just giving a, a rough thing. I don't know what you make or what the average is. That just came into my head. Please don't judge the number. It's just an example. So say $50,000 to you is a lot of money. Like if you make $50,000 a year, then you'll feel like you're making a lot of money. Okay. What would it happen if you made $100,000? You're probably thinking, well, 100 is more than 50. So I'm totally game for that. Now let me challenge you and ask you, what would happen if you made $500,000? I'm going to let you sit with that for a minute. Picture your life at an income level of $500,000. If that makes you uncomfortable, good. (laughs) Good. Obviously, this is a thought experiment to kind of see where your threshold is. Because for me, thinking about making $500,000 feels, first of all, out of reach. The second thought that comes up is like, well, that's unnecessary. Who the fuck needs $500,000? The third thought is, I could never make that much anyways. 
the fourth thought is if I do, I'm going to donate a lot of money to charity because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have that much money that scares me. The fifth thought is, I don't know, it goes on and on. Like I'd feel so guilty if I made that much money knowing that other people don't make that much money. And honestly, it doesn't matter what the number is, but we all have like this limit that we put on ourselves where we think that first of all, we can't achieve it, that if that we're bad people, if we do achieve it, that we need to somehow get rid of it. If we do have it, like we have all these like guilty thoughts about making money and it has to stop. It really has to stop. We have to expand what we think is a lot of money and not for the purpose of being greedy or anything like that, but just so that we expand our, our, these self-limiting beliefs, right? Or just so we get rid of them and expand what we think is possible for us. What do you think is possible for you? If you made $500,000, think about how much good you can do in this world. Think about how many people you could impact. Think about what you could do for your family, for your kids or future kids. Think about how free you would feel. Think about how much time you would commit to being in service because you would finally feel like you have the freedom to be in service. I don't know about you, but the first place I'm going when I have the freedom to be in service like that is traveling and doing some sort of charity work or some kind of organization like that, or better yet, starting a charity. That like really, really excites me. One topic that I feel really passionate about is menstrual equity as well as period poverty. So I would commit to getting period products to people who don't have access to that kind of stuff. Because when women are held back once a month by their period, kids skip school, girls skip school when they're on their period, right? And girls don't get the same opportunities as boys because of the fact that they bleed. And especially if you don't have period products to manage that, it becomes even harder. So Anyways, that is me starting off the first (laughs) 14 minutes talking about how I just want you to explore within yourself your beliefs about money, your beliefs about business, your beliefs about what you're capable of, your beliefs about what money does to people, and your beliefs about women making money. And you as a woman, maybe you're a man, but whatever you identify as, as regardless, how worthy do you feel about making money? I want to like let you simmer on that for a little bit. How worthy do you feel about making money truly? Are you the kind of person that is scared to ask for money? Because for me, that that is literally me. Even as I'm talking to you right now, that question makes me sweat a little bit because I'm like, what are they going to think that I'm talking about money? (laughs) What are you going to think about me? Because I'm saying this M word so often, but why is this such a loaded, heavy idea in the first place? That's where I really want to, where I really want to explore. And to be honest, I'm still exploring that with myself. So hopefully I'll do like another podcast episode about self-worth around money and how to conquer money guilt, because remember how you do small things is how you do all things. So if you feel guilty about eating the cookie, you're probably feeling guilty for spending an extra dollar fifty on guac. And it doesn't matter how much you make because I still feel guilty spending an extra dollar fifty on guac because I'm thinking, I don't need that. Why why should I? Why should I spend money on myself? I need to be conservative. I need to save. But I have all these loaded beliefs about money. And 
I think that a lot of us can relate to that. So I just wanted to bring that up in case you don't know that you're thinking these things. It kind of helps to be aware of these thoughts. So moving forward, with all that being said, I've kind of expressed to you whether you realize it or not, but I expressed to you all my fears about money because obviously I'm talking about it because I know it. So with that being said, I have wanted to talk to you about business and how I've built my business and social media and all these things for a really long time. But I'm honestly really nervous about what people are going to think of me. Like I mentioned before, like I don't want people to think that this is just all about the money. But recently, I've been called to expand my topics of conversation a little bit more and give you some more interesting things. Because as much as I love talking about body image, there's also so much more to self-worth and self-love than body image. And part of self-love is financial stability, right? Like we all need to feel like we can feed ourselves today and feed ourselves tomorrow and save for the future and have enough money to enjoy our lives, right? Money is just a tool to help people and to enjoy our own lives and to travel and to eat and to do all these things. Money itself is useless, but it allows us to do a lot of things. So one thing that I've been passionate about since I was like 17 years old, honestly, this goes back to my fitness days. Um, When I had a fitness social media account or whatever, fitness Instagram, I suppose, a lot of people at this time were doing like online training. So basically like online personal training where they would write workout programs and meal plans. And I hate that I used to do this, but that's kind of like where my roots of online business go back to. Let me just take a dramatic sip of tea. And um, what was I saying? Yeah. So that's where my roots of online business go back to. And I always knew that I wanted an online business because of the freedom and flexibility that it gives you. So you're able to make a lot more without sacrificing yourself, without working for someone else. So I've always had this like entrepreneurial spirit for as long as I can remember. Even when I was like seven, eight years old, I was always trying to like hustle and babysit and make money and work for myself. And I you know, have had, I've looked up to a lot of people that have built brands of businesses online. So when I started doing this and I started talking about body image and eating disorder recovery and self-love on social media, a lot of people started asking me questions like, Hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? Um, how do I heal? How do I love myself? And at first I felt really guilty charging for my services because I felt like, you know, I didn't know enough to do that, right? Like I wasn't qualified enough. But then I realized after a year that that thought didn't change, even though I've gathered so much knowledge and so many certificates and so much credibility as a person in this space. And so eventually I pushed myself to privately coach somebody via Skype. Now my coaching sessions were more like life coaching sessions. They weren't therapy and I required people to work with a therapist um, simultaneously to working with me because I didn't want to like overstep the boundary there. But I started doing like one-on-one sessions. And so over time, I realized that one-on-one sessions wouldn't, they're not sustainable for me personally because they take a lot of time, a lot of energy, and you get paid by the hour. The beauty of online business is that you don't, you no longer have to be paid by the hour. You can be paid either per project or even better, you can scale your product or your service. 
So basically, <clears throat> how my business looks like now, I'll tell you what it looks like now and what I'm working on. Um, I make money through influencer brand deals. So those aren't really scalable because I'm still kind of working per project, right? Like I'm still, a brand will pay me for a social media post or a video or something like that or a sponsored podcast. And then um, I will deliver on that and then they pay me. So that's kind of like one one end of it, which is where you work on the brand side. And then the other parts of that is retreats. So honestly, retreats are an in-person service and they're not as scalable as an online product. However, at a retreat, I have a whole group of people going that pay money to go. And because I have the group, it makes it a lot more sustainable than doing one-on-one work. And then the third side of my business is online programs. So online programs are basically... Uh, they can be either online courses or videos or ebooks or the virtual retreats that I've been doing. So those have like an endless capacity. So for example, an ebook, I can sell hundreds of them and I'm not limited. You know what I mean? So those become a lot more sustainable from a business perspective. By the way, I'm an economics major. I don't know if you know that, but I studied economics in, in college and I'm really passionate about business and supply chain and everything that goes on behind the scenes of the entrepreneur world. So what is beautiful about digital products and online businesses is exactly that, that you're not capped at how many units you can sell. It's just a matter of growing your platform and and showing people like the value of what you're offering. So if you are thinking of starting an online business, first things first, and I hate saying this, but hopefully you already know this, So this shouldn't be a shock to you, but social media is a must. Social media is how I've grown my whole platform. Um, Social media is what gave me all these opportunities. It it connected me to so many people that believed in me, um, both as friends and as people who looked up to me and people who I was able to serve later on in my career. So first, start a social media account. And I have so many tips on social media, but at the end of the day, like, The biggest thing that I've learned, and this sounds so cheesy, and again, I hate saying this, but you just need to be you. People buy from people. People don't buy from businesses anymore, especially this generation. People are much more likely to buy something if there's a face behind it, if they trust the face behind it, if you have valuable information, if you're real as fuck. Then people are so much more interested and people want to support you. You know, there's nothing sleazy about what I'm doing because first of all, I'm not forcing anybody to buy anything from me. But second of all, I have proven myself over the years that for every one ad and I do an ad, I mean, from a brand side, I do an ad like every other month. Recently, it's been a little more often just because my account has grown. But in 2019, I think I did a total of nine ads. So that's less than one a month. For every one that I do, there's like hundreds of free ones. Do you know what I mean? Like there are hundreds of posts that I don't get paid for that I just share my heart. That's it. Just start a social media account and share your heart, whether that's TikTok. I know that's becoming really popular lately and I love that platform or Instagram. I don't really recommend Facebook anymore just because Facebook is really dependent on paid advertising and it doesn't give you that like organic reach that some of these other platforms do. 
But I think either at this point in time, either Instagram or TikTok is going to be your best bet. So start sharing things consistently. And one thing about branding that I learned early on is to kind of take two things about yourself that are seemingly unrelated and make them a part of your brand. So for example, I don't know, let me give you a personal example. So for me, one part of my brand at the beginning was eating disorder recovery. And then another part of my brand was my little sister, right? And so those two things are seemingly unrelated, but Ilana is a big part of my life and I've, I love sharing her. And then eating disorder recovery was a big part of my life. So I would talk about how she is my big purpose behind everything that I do. She's the reason why I am motivated to recovery. Like these are the kinds of posts that I would talk about because it was what I was going through. So if you take two things that are seemingly unrelated and make those your two main things, and then from there, take about three to four other things that you're really passionate about, that you love talking about. So right now for me, for example, I love talking about, I love talking about self-worth and I love talking about feminism. So those are two things that are kind of new. I've always talked about self-worth, but not as explicitly as I have now. Same with feminism. Like I haven't fully dove into it until recently. But once you have about like five to six categories that you talk about, just make each post about one of those categories. And usually these categories kind of overlap, right? So if I'm posting a picture of my sister, like I'm generally talking about something related to body confidence, right? Or if I'm doing a post about self-worth and relationships, those are kind of two different categories, but I'm bridging them together. So on social media, when you're sharing your message, think about how you can bridge the gaps. That's also a big like pro tip for any product or service that you're creating online. Bridge gaps and serve one particular type of person. So for me, the person that I'm serving, and hopefully you relate to this, is women who want more for themselves, know that they are worthy or somewhere deep inside, they feel like there should be more for them, but they're still struggling with the self-worth aspect, the self-love, and then the body image. Those are like the things that are really getting in the way. But most of the women that I talk to, they kind of have this like, internal feeling that there's something more out there. And a lot of the women that come to my retreats, for example, they're really, really inspiring, really motivating, really like high performers, kind of sometimes perfectionists, but mostly like very driven people. And I think that that just comes naturally because I consider myself a very driven person. So the stuff I talk about is you know, a big reflection of me. And then the people who relate to that come through and they follow me. So it's kind of simple. I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but the more you are yourself, the more you're going to attract these like-minded people. So then when you grow a brand on social media, think of a product or service that you can offer. Now, by the way, growing a brand on social media isn't the only way you can have an online business and you do not need a lot of followers to have an online business. I just want to reiterate that. You do not need followers to make a lot of money online. And I'll tell you why. I know people with millions of followers who make just a normal normal average income. You know, they get a couple thousand or a couple thousand dollars worth of brand deals a year or a month 
And that adds up to kind of like whatever a corporate income would be. And then I know people with like less than 20,000 followers. One of my friends has less than 20,000 followers and she made 45K in one day from one product launch. And the product was an online course. So online courses are pretty lucrative in the space. I personally haven't created an online course yet. I do want to because I would love to have like a self-love course and I would love um, for you to have something where you can kind of listen to me all the time and have workbooks and guidance on this self-love journey. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But online courses are a digital product that you can create. And when you launch it, people buy it. And guess what? You're not maxed at how many units you sell. But your following doesn't matter because it all depends on how comfortable you are selling to your people, how good is your product, how valuable it is, how much people know, like, and trust you. It has nothing to do with the number of followers you have on Instagram. There's a lot of really successful business owners that don't have that many followers. There are people that I know making money that literally have like a thousand people in their audience. Um, Oh, speaking of which, this just popped into my head. Another part of audience building that is really important is email lists. So I don't know if you're subscribed to my email list, but I do have an email list where, where I send people content. It's either weekly or sometimes I skip a week. It's every other week. And I just send them goodies on self-love. So it'll be like free downloads or things I made or whatever I'm thinking about. And it's literally like I'm writing an email to a friend. The reason why you need an email list is because Instagram and TikTok and all these platforms, they're great for growing an audience. But remember that if you're on Instagram, you're always working for Mark Zuckerberg, right? Like that is not your own platform. It can go down any day. The algorithm can change. Like so many things are uncertain, even though Instagram has been around for a while, but you still never know. So if you have another place like an email list, for example, where people can opt in and they can, you know, put in their email and then you can email them stuff. You can deliver value in that way. And then when you sell a product or service or you want to start consulting or whatever that looks like for you, you can contact them via email. So it kind of becomes this, I don't know, you kind of create this web, right? So don't think of, if you're thinking of starting an online business, don't think of like one thing that you need to do. Think of like the whole big picture, right? The whole big picture is you need different ways to communicate with people and different platforms serve different purposes. So on Instagram, I'm kind of this like influencer person. On the podcast, I get really nitty gritty with you. I get deep. I try to provide tons of value. Sorry, guys, I'm losing my voice. I try to provide like a ton of value and I want to talk to you like you're my friend because you are. But this podcast platform gives me a chance to do that because it's long form audio. On the contrary, TikTok, right? I'm not going to be talking with you like TikTok. You're not going to know every inch of my life on TikTok because it's a 15-second video. So look at this big picture and don't get overwhelmed, but take it step by step, okay? Just start small. Um, One more avenue I want to bring up for you is podcasting and blogging. So a lot of people do one or the other. There are people who do both. I personally am horrible at being consistent with writing on the blog. So podcasting has been a lot easier for me to be consistent, but that's kind of like the next level, if that makes sense. So once you've grown a little bit, start thinking about other ways that you can deliver value, again, outside of social media, because as awesome as social media is, it's not everything. 
Um, the other thing about moving outside of social media is once you have something like a podcast, people see you as a lot more of an expert, right? Because you're spending that much more time, energy, attention, and money into promoting your message that's not just a post on Instagram. I'm not saying a post on Instagram isn't good enough, but podcasting obviously takes a lot more than posting on Instagram. So ever since I've started a podcast, I can now call myself a podcast host and brands are really interested in that. You know, people are really interested in that because they're like, oh, that's really cool. You have a podcast. So I'm going to slow down for a little. I feel like (laughs) I babbled for 30 minutes. And as usual, I'm getting insecure about my babbling. (laughs) And I'm sorry I always bring this up, but podcasting is still a little weird to me because I'm just talking the whole time and I'm losing my voice and I'm trying to tell you all the things and my brain is going all sorts of different directions. But I just want to tell you everything and I trip over my words in the process. So to simplify everything for you, if you want to start an online business, start a social media account, be real as fuck on your social media. Make it about you. Make it about the things you're passionate about. Spread your message shamelessly. And trust me, girl, when I say this, your social media account is going to help you heal because when in doubt, focus out. This has been like my mantra for years that whenever I am feeling down about my body or whenever I'm feeling insecure or self-doubtful, I go on social and I share it because it lets it gives other people permission to, to be okay in what they're feeling too. And suddenly there's an instant connection and you're both kind of healing each other, right? Because I've let it off my chest and I'm, you know, letting you know that I'm human. And then when you see something like that on social media, you're like, oh, thank God, I'm not alone. So it's just such a powerful effect to use your pain and make it your platform. And I'm not saying that you need to go and share all your painful points on social media. That's not what I'm saying at all. But take like those those things that you're really, really passionate about and turn it into something because you're doing a disservice to people in the world right now who need your message. Not only people who need your message, but who need to hear it from you, right? Like if you want to talk about body confidence and you want a social media account that's about body confidence or recovery or body image or self-love or anything, honestly, it doesn't matter if I'm already talking about those things because guess what? Some people say certain things and people don't listen to them. Why? I don't know. Because different things resonate with different people when they hear it from different people. Sometimes we hear one. It's like, has your mom ever told you something and you like didn't listen to her? And then your friend tells you the exact same thing. And you're like, oh my God, that's brilliant. (laughs) But it's probably because your friend just phrased it differently or it came from her or her tone was different. Like whatever it is, People just, you just need to hear things from different people sometimes. So it doesn't matter if somebody else is already doing it. There are people who need to hear this message from you. There are people who want to learn from you. There are skills that you have that you don't even know you have, maybe because you're not admitting them to yourself or you're not quite sure of yourself yet. But if you can tap into those and create something about something out of it, you're actually going to help so many more people than you know. When you don't, share your gifts with the world. And when you don't make money off of your skills, then you're actually robbing us of everything that we need. There's so many examples I can think of. Like, for example, right now I am looking for a personal assistant. 
Now, I have gone through like four personal assistants in the past year, and it just hasn't worked out, right? Because people are unreliable, and I need somebody with time management, organizational skills, and people who know some basic marketing and whatever, but so many different things. Um, I am looking to expand the marketing on my podcast, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, I'm taking resumes. If you want (laughs) to send that in, feel free. I'll take a look at it. But it's really hard to find somebody. And I was thinking about like how many people there are out there that are so organized, that are probably really good at marketing and social media, or they even have a college degree in marketing and social media, who I just don't know about. It's not that they're not out there. It's just that I haven't found them yet, right? And so it's not that, you know, the perfect personal assistant doesn't exist for me. It's that I haven't found her yet. If you're good at those things and you promote yourself on social media and people know that you have this skill set, then they can hire you. If people don't know about it, they can't hire you. (laughs) So I know it sounds really simple and I hope I'm not like being or I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I hope I'm not like oversimplifying this whole thing to you. But my point is, don't be afraid to talk about yourself. Share your skills. Tell people what you're doing. Tell people your hopes and dreams. Tell people what you want to accomplish. I would have never gotten a TED Talk if I hadn't told, emailed um, Michael and said, hey, I want to speak on your stage, right? I know you host TED Talks. I want to be a TEDx speaker please help me. I don't know what to do. And he's like, okay, applications are opening up. And so I applied and I got a TED talk. It really was that simple, but it was because I reach out to people because I tell people what I want to do because I, I know I'm not the best public speaker, but I know that I do have a message to share and I just put myself out there. So I guess this is my way of telling you to just put yourself out there, start your social media accounts and start thinking about a product or service that you can offer in relation to that. Right now with this pandemic, so many things are moving online. So many people are looking for people who can work with them virtually, Um, people who are reliable, who are consistent, who are dependable, and who are good at what they do. I'm honestly one of those business owners who is looking for somebody, and there's so many people out there who are looking for you. (sighs) Okay, I'm going to take a big deep breath because I just babbled again. But anyways, I hope that helps. Um, I hope this gives you some insight into how online business works. And if you have any questions, please feel free to DM me. I can't promise that I will see the DM, but I will try to keep up in there a little bit more, especially now that I have more free time. Um, The best way to reach me, of course, is if you tag me in your Instagram stories. I honestly, Instagram has this thing where it shows me the people who tag me in their Instagram stories without me needing to go into the DMs. Um, So it's really convenient because I never miss a mention in a story. So if you want to get my attention that way, please feel free. Um, I'm so happy to help. And remember, if you don't make the money, you can't sustain the message. So stop feeling guilty about making money. You deserve to make money. You deserve to have a job and a career that you're proud of, that that's fulfilling. And you deserve to profit off of your skills and your gifts and whatever else you want to do. Like, go do it. Okay, (laughs) go out there. Follow your heart. Follow your dreams. I love you and I believe in you. Okay, go get them, Tiger. (laughs) I love you so much. And I will talk to you next week on the podcast. And in the meantime, connect with me on social.